Are you an HR department of one trying to figure out how to balance task and strategy while keeping up with changes in regulatory compliance? Do you need a fresh outlook on old topics? Then stop what you're doing, grab your coffee, and get ready to recharge. If you have people, you have problems to solve and things to do. Your host is Brenda Neckvottle, a 20-year human resource professional, ready to explore the HR industry with veterans of business and life, with fresh eyes and new ideas. Learn about the rapidly evolving changes in employment law around the country, as well as new tactics to deploy and build engagement in your workforce. If you're looking to implement new practices to make your job easier in HR, then this podcast is for you. Hey everyone and welcome to the Best Practices in Human Resources podcast. I'm Brenda the HR Lady and want to thank you so much for listening to the show. If you're a returning listener, you guys absolutely rock. I just love that you're coming back for another episode. And if you're a first time listener, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm here to share with you the what and the how in human resources because I'm in the human business and that means that there's a greater number of dynamics in the workplace to balance and manage and holy cow, 2020 has totally lived up to that statement, hasn't it? (laughs) There's no place like home, let me tell you. Today we're going to share with you everybody's favorite poster updates. Um, We've got some employment law changes happening across the nation. Today our main topic, we're going to be talking about don't rely on fast answers. And today I'm going to show you how you guys can get into the conversation. So before we start off, folks, the information that is available through this podcast is for informational purposes only and not for the purpose of providing any form of legal advice. You should contact your attorney, your employment attorney, to obtain legal advice with respect to any particular issue. And if you do not have an employment attorney, go ahead and reach out to me and I may be able to refer and refer one to you through our friends over at Jackson Lewis. All right. So everybody's favorite poster changes. So we know poster updates have occurred for a handful of months. Over the next couple of weeks, we anticipate seeing more of that happening. Uh, So changes that are coming up for January, 2021. If you are in the state of Minnesota, Washington, Vermont, Maine, South Dakota, Montana, Ohio, Arizona, and Florida, you guys have poster changes, all right? There are, we already know that they're in fact, you get an opportunity to go ahead and order your posters now. Minnesota, Washington, Vermont, Maine, South Dakota, Montana, Ohio, Arizona, and Florida, right? What you want to do is go ahead, visit our friends over at Labor Law Compliance Center at laborlawcc.com. Use the code POSTERS2020 and you can get 25% off through December 31st. And they're an awesome group of people over there. They will not put you on a threatening marketing kind of campaign that'll creep you out or anything like that. They're very straightforward. They're good people. Um, I've been working them with them for a couple of years now. And just they're really totally a game company over there. So cannot tell you, cannot say enough good things about them. So get your posters. Um, stay tuned to these podcast episodes over the next couple of weeks because we're going to be giving you in more updates. Um, there's 50 states and we've already seen one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 already change. <laughs> so we got 40 more that we get to sit and anticipate waiting to see what's going to happen. All right. So employment law changes that are heading, uh, headlines across the nation. 
uh, things that are changing. Um, there's a couple articles out there that are really, really cool. Mandatory gratuities are not tips, but actually may qualify as commissions under the FLSA. And that has been ruled by the Fourth Circuit Court. So you may want to take a look at that. Um, also, <clears throat> um, the CDC has released information that the COVID-19 14-day quarantine period has, in fact, been adjusted and under certain circumstances. So definitely take a look at that. For federal contractors, the OFCCP has published the final regulation clarifying religious exemptions under Executive Order 11246. And the DOL has confirmed it will comply with a new court order that is taking place on wage rates. Also, for federal contracting, uh, there's some update and some information um, that race and sex stereotyping notice provisions are now available for inclusion in your new contracts and your new RFPs. Over in California, the Division of Occupational Safety and Health Standards Board has issued the ETS guidelines for COVID-19 prevention plans. Over in Los Angeles, <clears throat> the county has adopted a public health council ordinance. Now, you, if you guys, I'm going to take a pause on this because I haven't talked about this for a long time. So if you're new jumping in and you're just learning HR and you haven't heard me talk about this yet, I want to share with you, I want to talk to you about what patchwork law is all about, okay? If you just noticed that I went from a, a state announcement to a local announcement. <laughs> and so not every state. They're not, nothing's ever uniform across the board, okay? California is a perfect example of that. And so when we talk about patchwork, if you take a look at years ago when we changed um, the drinking age from 18 to 21, which, oh my God, 75% of my high school was so upset when that happened. It just kind of dated myself. But um, when it did take place, <clears throat> there were some states that had the drinking law set at 18, some states had the drinking law set at 21. As a... Uh, as a country, a law was passed where it unified it as age 21. Before that, with the various states, it was that's a really good example of patchwork law. Okay, imagine everybody has different patches of law. It almost looks kind of like a quilt if you think about it. So that's what that is. So patchwork law is not just from state to state. It also can include different patchwork that exists within counties, municipalities, and believe it or not, there's actually a street in Los Angeles, one street where I don't even remember what it is. It's been so long, but I remember thinking, oh, wow. <laughs> so there is a street in a city ordinance in a county of a state <laughs> that has something unique. Anyway, uh, California employers are also now grappling, uh, grappling with California's OSHA COVID-19 emergency temporary standards. Some updates on that. And they, California has also issued additional guidance on what paid data reports the state will now require. Um, clarification over in Colorado <clears throat> on the, on the state's pay transparency rule is coming up and will be anticipated real soon. Also in Maryland, Montgomery County has amended and expanded its ban the box law. Uh, COVID-19 leave has officially arrived in Pittsburgh. There's a really, a really good example of that, um, over in Pennsylvania. Uh, again, we just went from Los Angeles to Pittsburgh and a uh, big question there uh, after that is, does the Pennsylvania Human Relations Act require accommodations of medical marijuana use? And it's, the answer is a short one. It's called not for now. So that is what we have happening across the nation. There are approximately 2,500 members of the U.S. Special Operations Community who transition out of active duty military service every single year. 
The Honor Foundation has dedicated its mission to serving these elite individuals on their journey to prepare for life once they take off the uniform. In the past few years, we've begun our own journey to reach this number, launching three physical campuses in San Diego, California, Virginia Beach, Virginia, and near Wilmington, North Carolina, along with a virtual campus to reach members of the community anywhere on the planet. I spent 26 years in the Special Operations community as a SEAL. I graduated from THS program, I served on the board of directors, and now I'm proud to lead this organization into the future to continue assisting these transitioning service members and their families. Our dedicated team, our world-class program, and our incredible tribes of supporters are standing by to help THF alumni and future fellows, and are committed to providing the best possible support system and resources to better serve this community. Our vision for the Honor Foundation is clear, to impact every transitioning service member from the U.S. Special Operations Enterprise through our programs and support and to be a catalyst for overhauling the entire DOD transition program. It's a big task, but the community deserves it, and we're driving full steam ahead to make this a reality. If you've been inspired with what the Honor Foundation's done in the last five years, I welcome you all to join us as we craft the next chapter in defining what it means to serve others with honor for life. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about not relying on fast answers. And this is actually one of the five fundamental practices that I encourage people to who are in the HR realm to really get good at doing. All right, so if you want to be very, a very successful human resource professional, there's six, five things that you need to do. You need to take care of yourself so that you can take care of everything else. You have to remember that your boss needs you. Communication is absolute key. Don't rely on fast answers and know what to do is only part of what we need to do. You need to know the why behind it. So this week I want to talk to you very briefly about why it's risky to rely on short answers and what exactly I mean by that. Okay, so I'm going to give you an example. A little while ago I sent out an email and I talked about how CEOs and business leaders need to make quick and effective decisions. That's what they do. They have to be able to move and duck and dodge and really work through all of the weird corners, turns, angles, and everything that comes with doing business. If they wait, sometimes it's too late. Maybe not all the time because there's a time and a place to wait, but then there's a time and a place not to wait. So if people, you know, when they went through this pandemic and, and they, you know, the first initial set of lockdown, if, if there were some people that kind of said, well, you know, let's just see what happens over the next six weeks. A lot of those people wound up losing out big time. They lost money. They lost their jobs. They lost their employees. They lost clients. They lost customers. Because if you recall, people were just trying to figure out how to make life happen and how to make life work. And those who didn't move and twist and pivot, and the pivot is like, <laughs> pivot is the word of the year, I'm telling you right now. Um, then they lost out. Okay. Smart leaders use what is called the 40-70 rule. And I, and I wrote about that as well. I learned it from somebody else and it was described in a book by, that was written by General Colin Powell. 
Um, and the premise really is to start talking, is to get into this mindset of prevent making a decision with less than 40% of the information. And if leaders wait to get 70 more or 70% or more, then they really take too long and risk being behind the curveball. Now, in, in a field of competition, totally understand that. I, I get that. And you know what? I agree with it. I agree with it 100%. I think it's a really great thing to think, you know, to keep in mind. And just even myself as a business owner, I'm constantly thinking, okay, when do I turn? When do I move? Do I have the right information? Do I not have the right information? Right? I, I'm constantly thinking in that manner. I wear two hats. I wear an HR hat and I wear, you know, an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur's hat as well. But this type of thinking is really organic for entrepreneurs and strategic leaders. All right. This is just the natural way of doing things. All right. And, and, you know, they've learned how to make fast decisions. They, they know how to change course if a decision was a bad one. And, and that's the really good part. That's how successful leaders win in this game, okay? But if they wait to get 70% or more for the info, it really can cost them their companies, their peace of mind, their sleep, cost a lot of money. But it doesn't work in HR. Having only 70% of the information to make a decision is not enough to make you feel comfortable that you really are mitigating potential costly risks. And question, and you can sit there and question if, if you're placing the company in a position of executing with greater liability, okay? And it's critical that you develop a strong working and trusted relationship with your CEO. You guys have heard me say that so many times because sometimes you have to jump in front of that 4070 train and actually prevent them from making a hasty decision. And this is an area that you actually need to really work and upskill on, especially if you haven't learned how to do this uh, or, you just, or you haven't really necessarily seen it, all right? This is something that takes time and experience to develop, but there's a something that you can do. And I'm gonna give you the big tip and trick, all right? This is Brenda tip of the day, right? What you guys can do that is going to help you through this. And this is what I do. When I'm doing an investigation or I'm researching something, I look for the fail points in the storyline. Meaning, if somebody comes up to me and I'm, I'm, I, there's actually a specific investigation that keeps coming into my mind. And the story started out with one offender, two witnesses. Fantastic. Had a conversation with all three. Actually put the offender on an administrative leave he got to use his PTO and I just controlled the environment and I met with the two witnesses. And in this investigation, the two witnesses told me more about what the offender was constantly doing and who was involved. Now, some people would have just stopped there and they would have only focused in on the issue at hand. But when I heard the offender did X, Y, and Z in front of Tom, Jerry, and Timmy, I didn't just stop right there. And I'm really glad I didn't stop right there. I went and I talked to Tom, Jimmy, and Timmy. And I sat down and I had a, an independent conversation privately with each one of them. And I learned more about what was going on. And then it led me to looking into the employee's uh, computer profile to where I found a bunch of very suspicious information, which led me to another uh, source of, how should we say, professional law enforcement, <laughs> where we had to partner together to determine whether or not this particular person uh, was a risk of committing a crime. 
Had I only stopped with the two, is it possible that this person could have just simply been written up and could have done damage to the company? And the answer is, yeah, that's exactly what would have happened. However, I went past that. Anytime somebody said, yeah, and I know that he did this, I went and I confirmed it and I verified it with the person who was involved, with the people involved. And every time I went to somebody and I learned more, if a name was brought up in a situation, I would go research it and I'd come back. And I built this amazing picture of really what was going on. And all I did was sat there and I just asked questions. I didn't, I didn't ask them questions about, you know, how do you feel about this person? Do you spend time with them after work? I mean, none of that had anything to do with the behavior of this individual. And so that's what I did. And every time somebody unturned a stone, I looked under it. And then I started thinking, okay, <clears throat> so what do I need to do? So here's, here's, here's where I'm up against. Here's what I'm up against. And I go and I talk to the CEO and then we'd start hashing things out a little bit. And I said, there's a couple things I want to look into. I would tell him what they were. And then I would go look into them and I come back and I would say, I think I've got a pretty good understanding of what's happening. And here's the cool part. When I went and I talked to the offender, because I never investigate the offender first. I I never have that conversation with the offender first. I just let, you know, very politely tell them what's going on, treat them like a human being and just say, Hey, listen, you know what? We're going to have you stay home for a couple of days. Here's what's going on. <clears throat> you know, a complaint has been lodged and all I'm doing is looking into it. Now, I don't have anything definitive for you at this time. We're not doing anything other than the fact that I'm just going to have you stay at home for a couple of days. You can use your PTO. That's not a problem. And I will follow up with you this time tomorrow. And then the thing is that when you tell somebody that you're going to follow up with them, you got to make sure you follow up with them. Now, the person's already nervous and they're freaking out because they don't really know exactly what to think or they may be freaking out because they're guilty. Nonetheless, they're working inside of their mind, which means that the clock is ticking and you can't leave them in that spot for a long time. All right. You really have to follow an honest path on this one. So a <clears throat> couple times he'd call, I wasn't available to take the call, but I followed up with him exactly when I said it was. And I just said, you know, I can't talk about anything right now because I, I really don't have anything definitive at this point, but you know, I'm still, I'm still looking into a few things and I just have some questions that need to be answered. You and I are going to talk. We're probably going to talk not tomorrow, but the next day, uh, simply because I'm still trying to, you know, investigate. I'm looking into this. <clears throat> and then, but when we talk, you know, I'll be able to better understand what your position is because I really do want to know what your position is. And, you know, even though he was nervous, it made him feel good, even though he was in the wrong and more than enough evidence to prove that he was in the wrong made him feel good. But you know what it also did is it also armed me to walk into a conversation, <clears throat> keep everything open ended and have the same kind of open ended conversations with him. And have him like, okay, so I, I need to understand what's going on with this. Can you help me understand this? And when I heard a different version, and I heard three different versions of the exact same question that I asked, I had already had all the answers because I had six confirmations <laughs> of the same information. So I don't rely on short answers. 
had I relied on short answers, people this in this situation, people would have gotten hurt. Um, it would have been a bad thing. It would have been a lot of public uh, display of it, public public view on top of this, <clears throat> and it just it just doesn't work. So you got to keep going. And the best thing that and this is the thing that I do: ask, 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 and then ask again. <laughs> Not the same question though, right? Just keep asking the questions and the question is why or what or help me understand, right? And everybody, <laughs> people who know me, <laughs> this is funny, people who know me and they know when I'm frustrated and I don't get what they're saying, I'm like, okay, help me understand. And they're like, don't use your HR voice on me. <laughs> I, get, I get that quite frequently. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm confused. Dumb it down for me, will you? But that's the thing. If you rely on fast answers, you're going to miss opportunity and you're going to actually, you know, make some bad decisions. So there's nothing wrong with slowing the boat down. There's nothing wrong. Don't move it at a glacial pace, but there's nothing wrong with pulling back and reining in and making sure that you've really uncovered everything. If you guys have any doubt about a subject or something that somebody said or whatever, go clear, go get the clarification before you move forward. Be very, very clear. And you know what? The way you do that is in your mind. Put yourself in the mindset. If I have to explain this to a judge tomorrow, can I do it with full sentences, properly spoken, and will they get it? And if you can't answer that honestly as a yes, then you need to go back. You need to go back and get your facts and figures. Do, relying on fast answers <clears throat> and where the, the risk happens for this is that if you make a fast decision and it's an adverse action, all right, which means it's a, it's a knowing decision, then if you make it too fast, you could potentially discriminate against somebody. You could be, without even realizing it, putting your, so the company in a position of retaliation, which, as we know, is like the number one thing to get sued for these days, especially in a COVID environment, because we know from the numbers that's, that's the biggest case that is being filed as retaliation. Even if you didn't intend it, it can, it, it can, you can put yourself in a position where it just simply looks like it. And it could be one of those things, if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's not a pig. <laughs> it's just, you know, and you didn't intend it that way, but it, it happens and it's easy to do. It's very, very easy to do. So it's the adverse action when you make that knowing determination on that impacts an individual's employment, even though you did it with the best of intentions. That's what's going to get you. That's what's going to get you in trouble. So relying on fast answers, you got to get all the information. And my friends, that is what we've got for you today. Um, like I said, we're coming down to Christmas and not going to uh, spend way, a lot of time on podcasts because, you know, we're all starting to wind down and, and, you know, we need a couple of weeks of break. We do need to recharge and we do need to definitely take care of ourselves. you guys have been hearing me saying this time and time again but with the increase of COVID cases on the rise taking your care of yourself is now more critical than it is really ever honest 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 where it's cold outside 
And if you're down in the southern states, it's cooler. <laughs> up here, it's cold. And up north, it's really freaking cold. We almost said nature new neutral moment there, but we don't want that. But anyway, yes, <clears throat> you guys, you know what? We've got the increased risk of contracting COVID. But most importantly, that means that the more we work on our part, it equates to more drain on our system. And the more that we are inside, not exposed to people, our risks, even though, yes, we're social distancing, but you know, our bodies, they are constantly adjusting to the environment and the body is an incredible machine. And you need to do stuff to help you take care of you. So I, I want to continue sharing this. Remember, I don't get paid for any of this stuff, guys. You know, I just know these things work. It's, it's good stuff. I'm seeing a difference in my life. <clears throat> and I just want to make sure that you guys get tuned into it. So first off, I take the MASF multi plant-based multivitamin. Absolutely awesome. My second favorite thing to take is the Naked Warrior Recovery Immunity Booster. I love this stuff. I really do. Then I boost again. So I actually take the Naked Warrior Recovery Booster at night when I go to sleep. And I just started, I just adopted the Trulene Immunity Shot into, into my daily habit. Haven't, haven't really quite gotten my groove and my rhythm. I do at least in around noon. <clears throat> and then I do the Immunity Booster at night. Um, I take one... I actually replace one meal now with the MSA, uh, uh, MASF Smashing Greens, um, two if I start fasting, and then on those <laughs> days where I really need to just kind of, just to get something to satisfy my cravings, I, I jump on and I do a, a dose of Super Greens from the Naked Warrior Recovery Team. So if you'd like to learn more, just go ahead and follow me on my social platforms where I periodically share this information. You can go back, look at the history, <clears throat> and link over. But it's that that little formula right there has really done a significant amount for my health. And even though I clear my throat, <clears> throat> like I just did now, I just when I eat, I just seem to have to clear my throat. It's just what happens. So it's hard to believe that 2020 is almost over in 15 days. <laughs> Some of you are saying hallelujah, because to me, it still feels like it's March. And it feels still like, to me, it feels like the coronavirus has still just kind of arrived. And maybe that's just because of all the stuff that I get to deal with on a regular basis. But I feel like we've been talking about three things this year. How to deal with COVID, the PPP, and leave pay. That's it. That's absolutely it. But we know that there's so much more. And that has to happen in spite of this pandemic, in spite of the crises that impact our business. And we still have to adhere to compliance and come up with a strategy in order to get it done. January 21st at 1 p.m., we are launching our new HR Compliance and Strategy Mastermind. Now, what is a mastermind, you might be asking? It's a phrase that was coined by Napoleon, uh, Napoleon Hill, and it's really when a group of people come together with a common set of objectives to work and achieve great success, right? And I apologize, somebody has a new bone for Christmas, so you hear all this clanking in the background. <laughs> it's an awesome program. Right? And we're going to spend the next 12 months participating in four quarterly mega sessions and weekly Q&A sessions where we actually walk through a full year of compliance requirements and I share with you how to implement them with HR strategy. Okay, So we're going to do a deep, deep, deep dive into the tactical side of HR for 12 months and help you create your strategy on accomplishing your compliance requirements. Now, next week, I'm going to be sending out invitations to bring anybody who wants to, you know, see what this is about, bring you guys in on a mastermind sit-in for free. 
Okay, so you can actually see what a mega session is going to look like. And we're going to talk about a real HR, HR compliance requirement. I almost tried to put two words together there. So that you can also get the benefit of walking away with helpful information that may come up for you in January. So if you'd like to get in on that, please make sure that you jump on my mailing list by this weekend so that you can take advantage of the information that is coming out in this free session. Even if you decide not to do the mastermind this go around, that's fine. I want you to be successful no matter what. And like I said, this compliance issue that we're going to be talking about will surface possibly in January. And you know what? Gives you guys an opportunity to get ready for that. So jump in and you'll find out more and we'll get you in and you can actually experience uh, and, you know, a mastermind sit in and see if this is something that you might be interested in. All right. Uh, we're here to we're here to help you guys improve and, and 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 knock out the stuff that you have to knock out. So as promised in you know earlier segments and earlier podcasts, and it has been going like hotcakes, man. The best HR planet planner on the planet is out. It's available for purchase. We've already almost 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 sold out, and we're going to be reprinting again. So if you would like to take advantage of getting a head start on the new year get ahead of the game by ordering your copy and you can also get 15% off by using this code HRPlanner21 HRPlanner21 until December 31st. Christmas is coming and if you're an HR champion, you know, gift yourself or send one to a friend, you know, who could be potentially struggling because there really is no better time than right now to extend a helping hand in, in this challenging world because Look, you know, HR still has to function even if COVID is wreaking havoc. And not to mention, we're going to, part of that deep dive that I mentioned about in the, in the mastermind is going to include the planner as well. So we're really going to take that information and we're just going to absolutely just tear it apart and really help you figure out how you have to do all of these things throughout the, throughout the year. It's going to be fabulous. Can't, I'm, I'm, I am really, really, really excited about doing this. We've already got seats that are filling up. It's great. All right. So you guys know I absolutely love it when you send me HR questions. You can submit your question on brendathehrlady.com website. And by clicking on the podcast link from the menu down towards the bottom of the podcast page is a submission form for you to post your question, which may be read and answered on an upcoming episode. And if you hear squeaking in the background with uh, crinkle paper, somebody's got a new dog toy that you got for Christmas. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's focused and he's not bothering me. So we're going to keep on plugging along here. All right. So the question is, is that we have an employee who is eating food from the break room refrigerator that belongs to other employees. How do we deal with this? Well, <laughs> believe it or not, this happens and it happens more often than than people realize. As a matter of fact, there was a big friends episode about it, too. when Ross had his Thanksgiving sandwich uh, eaten by I think it was his boss. And, uh, and it's absolutely hilarious, but it's a real thing and people get very upset about it and rightfully so, cause somebody's taking something that doesn't belong to them. It's a very simple conversation. It's like, look, dude, stop doing this. It's, it's, you're stealing from other people. You're taking food away from them. It's not yours and it needs to stop. It's as simple as that. And what happens if they don't stop it? More than likely they will because they got caught and busted. But if somebody is a prolific thief of the of the break room refrigerator you know you have the option to consider separation and there's nothing out there that protects people from eating food that's not theirs so um it's just a very straightforward conversation it's like look just stop <laughs> just stop just go get your own food don't take advantage of other people 
you wouldn't like it if somebody would do it to you. Why are you doing it to somebody else? All right, folks, Next Gen Women in HR Community. Again, having real conversations in real time with real people. Uh, we've got some pretty spectacular people that have joined recently. And it's, it's so cool to see people getting involved and sharing information. And it, the group is just growing. You know, we're, we're going to be 300 members strong here in the next couple of months. It's just fabulous. I can't wait. And, you know... Now, in the next several months, this thing is just going to, it's just going to grow. We're knocking on the door of our first year anniversary. And you know what? We've come so far from where we were a year ago. I, I cannot wait to see what this next year is, is going to look like. It's going to be fabulous. They're an awesome group of women and men, and we're growing strong, growing fast. I can speak for the group and share really that we'd love to have you guys join us and get in on the conversation. Um, also, you know what? Leave a review. If you you know, if you listen to this on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or, you know, we're on 12 platforms and you have the ability to give a review, please, I'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. And if you'd like to follow me, you can go ahead and connect with me uh, on several different channels. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter uh, under the, under the my handle is Brenda the HR Lady. You can also find me on LinkedIn just by using my name, which is uh, Brenda, uh, last name is N-E-C-K, like the thing you want to choke. B is in Victor, A-T-A-L. And he found a water bottle, so that thing is now being destroyed. And I also co-host another show called The Real HR Show with the evil HR lady herself, Suzanne Lucas. Um, and we do a lot of fun stuff over there. And you can find us over on YouTube. And lastly, you can jump on the website at brendathehrlady.com where you can connect me to, with me directly. And that's where you get the invitation for the sit-in. Simply... <laughs> He's going to town on that thing. Simply visit thebrendahrlady.com and click on connect at the top and you can get my best practices delivered directly to your inbox. So folks, look, you guys aren't the only ones that are dealing with your children while you're at work. Uh, I've got a 75-pound, seven-and-a-half-month-old puppy, so there you go. <laughs> it happens everywhere. Just got to put on a smile and work on through it and just embrace it. So listen, you guys have an awesome, awesome rest of the week. I'm going to be chatting up very quickly. I'm going to give you a Christmas message. I'm going to give you a New Year's message. Not a full podcast, but you know what? They're going to be well worth the listen. Hope you guys have a wonderful holiday season. Stay safe out there. Stay warm. Stay healthy. Really, spend time with your families. And you know what? Do me a favor. If you know somebody who's out there who's not doing well, check in on them. Just, this is the, you know, this is a hard time of the year for a lot of people. Check on them. Even if they don't call you back, the fact that they know somebody is reaching out to say hi means so much. It really, really does. So, guys, take care of yourselves, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. 